0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Yo, what's poppin'? Not your intro. I you know. You know, progressively it's over It's gotten the, worse. It's gotten worse and worse. Subjectively. Subjectively?
1: Yeah.
0: Who are you talking to out there that says, uh-huh. John, I love it when you bring no energy to the show. It's... My favorite time. It's
1: palpable, is what people say. It's palpable your lack of energy. And I do it for you <laughs> folks.
0: All right. Well, hey, I everyone, Dustin's deep. coughing because yeah. I got him to smoke a bowl
1: with me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> NBA friend, he did not do that. Disclaimer. He would never. Sit down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm not editing that out. You are not editing that out. No, he did not get me to sit down and smoke a bowl with him. You no, know, you Not just that had I a, wouldn't. I just wouldn't do so uh, during the working boy, hours.
1: Yeah, you just had a Petri dish full of kids over this past weekend for something. We for did. Family.
0: We celebrated our daughter's 16th birthday. Whoa,
1: su- quinceanera? 16? Let's go,
0: bailamos. Yeah. yeah, technically, it is on um, uh, this coming up Monday, but we celebrated it. I should say she celebrated it. My daughter's been... Um, planning her own birthday party since she was about four. But mom and I always assist. So her mom and I always make sure that we drive her to Party City. We hop on Amazon. We buy whatever she put in the cart. So she puts together store. her own
1: list? Like she's not there Everything. endlessly wandering like, around? Like
0: she's she's on Canva. She's making her own invitations. Get out of here. Yes. Yes. So, but it was cool. And, and I'll, we were a little bit worried about the weather because it rained on Saturday. I legit, John, I didn't even tell you this. Saturday when it quit raining about 1 p.m. So all the girls were coming over around six, and it was mm-hmm. an outdoor birthday where the girls were doing movie night out on the lawn. I bought this like 10 foot by 10 foot blow up uh, projection screen. Oh shit! Oh yeah, like it has like the you know the the yeah yeah the I air know exactly. yeah yeah the He's air's going. Blow the air. Yes, and then we I bought a um, a projector. It hooked into her laptop. They had like all the outdoor furniture, Forgot plus to blankets, check and the couches. Weather. No, we. Well, when you planned the party three months ago, you couldn't predict the weather. Sounds like a cruise I took. So nonetheless, (laughs) the weather, look, it went off without a hitch. Okay. 15 girls over, pizza, Chick-fil-A nuggets, cupcakes. We had all the popcorn, all the candy, all the soda. They had um, pillows and blankets out on the lawn, Mm -hmm. along with furniture. All I heard was a gaggle of laughing for hours at a time. I'm like, that must have gone well. And I know my daughter, she probably was on Pinterest, and she probably saw this idea, and this is what she wanted to execute. Because it was between this or getting a hotel at Universal Studios for her and three friends. She probably
1: ran the ROI, bro.
0: She probably, knowing my daughter, she ran the ROI. She is my kid. She shares my DNA. But this, it was, it was awesome. But no, what I was going to tell you, at 1 o'clock on Saturday.
1: A.M.? P.M. Okay.
0: Okay, so the rain had come in starting mm-hmm. at about 8 a.m. It went until about noon. Mm-hmm. At 1 p.m., I had the blower out in the backyard, mm-hmm. blowing the backyard dry before I then went and got the lawnmower. And it's wintertime. I mean, even though we live in Florida and it's wintertime, you sometimes need to mow your grass. Sometimes to you edge don't. It up,
1: just to edge it up.
0: But I actually got the mower out. I'm thinking, you know what? If I can maybe bag up some of this water, bag up some of the, the clippings. Most, yeah. Yep. Then I got, so I did that. Then I got back out there with the blower. I blew some more. It was a good time. But that's how I spent my weekend. That that for the most I'm part. I'm so glad you uh,
1: you said that because you are so extraordinary. It's flabbergasting.
0: Extraordinary? I think I'm pretty Ac- extraordinary.
1: No, nope, ex- nope. No, no. Just like you said it extraordinary, Dustin. Okay. You woke up on a Saturday and you vacuumed your lawn basically because it was wet, because you dust. And, a-
0: and I did the super duty air dryer. You know how like you take your shirt out of the, the dry cleaner, yeah, out of, out of the uh, the, the dry, dryer, yeah. and it's
1: not fully dry, but you still yeah. want to wear it. I do that all the time. So you get out your wife's uh, hair hair dryer. You do a lot. You don't. Damn. You just. What do you do? Is iron it? Nothing. You saw me back in the day. I would hang them up on the fence, or <laughs> them shits get moldy. I, people stay away from me at the gym.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> nonetheless, I had the big lawn right. blower, and mm-hmm. I was blowing my backyard dry.
1: So that those girls could Thank enjoy. Thank you for, it the for the story. The Just 16. this gives our viewers and listeners such a good insight to be like. What does Dustin do? I bet he's hammering like FHA guidelines on the weekends, but no, he's at home being like, you know what? I could probably take a steel blower to that lawn, to my lawn and dry that off faster. Than <laughs> my this morning
0: stuff. Saturday actually started at about five fifteen when I woke up.
1: Something's wrong with you.
0: By six a.m., I was at Baldwin Park training with uh, my triathlete cl- my triathlete club. Um, had a great eight mile workout. Came home. Then we had to put a bunch of Christmas stuff in the attic. Then I got out the blower, the lawnmower, so wipe down the back whoa, porch.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. So the way you're telling the story made you – so you got this done before noon?
0: No, I couldn't do the blowing until afternoon. So. Before noon, it was all about putting away things from Christmas in the attic. Okay. That was – and get my workout. I got my workout in. I got everything up in the attic made myself this i love breakfast i made myself this big
1: breakfast that's work
0: my dog loves it when i make breakfast too cuz he always knows he gets to lick the spoon from the cheesy eggs that's also work and then after i ate i actually did some work i did some telop online see that's what you
1: see there's always on a Saturday. nugget in there do you see well, it where was I'm raining. Getting what
0: at? else was i going to do so while I'm if eating, it's raining
1: go outside and fucking blow off your driveway like you do to keep it dry <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't you don't blow off the driveway till <laughs> until it's it's dry and oh you blow up your driveway, your driveway to get all the leaves so off. So fast! Where are we going
1: this episode? No, it doesn't matter. It's our show, Dustin. It's episode four hundred one. It doesn't matter.
0: Okay, so yes, that was my Saturday. It's just all of that stuff compiled into one. It finally culminated with me going to bed at like eleven thirty when the final NFL game ended. You no, know, when this drops, we would have so, say, just thank, finished yeah. up. So thank hey, you. thank you to everyone mm-hmm. who came to the TLOP Live Sales Mastermind Event in Tulsa. Yeehaw. I'm just going to put it out there. It was a badass event.
1: It was fire. Thank
0: you to our sponsors. Uh, Thank you to Cabin Boy Brewery. It was a great time. Lots of value, lots of networking. Y'all, if you want to have us come to your city, all you have to do is reach out to my team, find some sponsors, find the venue, put it together. We'll do the rest. And by the rest, it means we'll show up and we'll present, we'll speak, we'll teach, we'll bring the energy, we'll bring the fun. Y'all do everything else. Please do. Like find the venue, mm-hmm. pay for it, yep. and get our happy asses up there. Let's go. All right. But no, um, Carrick Draper, man. Carrick absolutely um, killed it. Just just killed it. Did a great job of bringing together the sponsors, finding the panelists, because we did a top producer panel with LOs. We had a top producer panel with realtors. And then I closed everything out with a keynote, right? I'm doing my 2024 keynote, which is the loan officer's formula for success. It's a how-to guide on attitude and effort, a how-to guide on skills versus effort. So anyhow, but that's not what we're talking about today, John. I know,
1: but that dovetails nicely better probably than anything else we could have started with into today's episode. Yeah, well,
0: today's episode is very much for the home buyer, Uh right? So for my loan officer friends who are tuning in, I'm making content for you specifically right now to share with your clients who are real estate agents to share with your customers who are mortgage borrowers, who are the people who need financing to go buy a house. For my realtor friends, I'm making content for you to give to your prospective homebuyers. And if you're a homebuyer, I'm making this just for you. Mm -hmm. Just for you, share this with anyone else that you know that's looking to buy a house. And if you have questions regarding the homebuying process or how you could qualify or best practices, reach out to us. We are a resource for you. And I promise you, we are so well connected throughout this entire industry that we can make sure that when needed, you can also be recommended to a approved t professional, whether it's on the real estate side of things or on the mortgage financing side of things. We'll make sure that we hook you up with the right professional who can offer you their services and provide for you.
1: Dustin, you are the plug. I am the plug. Not when you say it like that, but yes. A
0: plug, like man, John. How I mean, We're going like I'm gonna plug something in. Is this? Are a, you don't? Is this are a you, plug are you, for? Are you
1: kidding me? Right? You're like you're the plug, the connect. Like you got the goods.
0: Oh, there Shh. we go. Fuck. It's Monday, man, John, and I've had this freaking cold for three weeks now. It's kicking my rear end. I don't think that's a cold, then, bro. <laughs> Maybe it's long COVID. Who knows? I but I don't know. I mean, at this point, I don't have a talk fever. to your boy
1: Travis Kelsey about that. I don't know nothing about that shit. Okay um <laughs> yeah bear with me so it's like cough oh God, up a lung the again away from
0: holy cow let's okay. go
1: okay what are let's we talking go. about today we're doing an episode for homebuyers. i right. said i know so what Get five
0: inter- mistakes to avoid when buying a house okay that's it Title it right now five mistakes to avoid when buying a house
1: okay
0: hey by the way did the intern start today she did nice
1: we had an awesome call with shout out jacqueline
0: jacqueline the intern yes Good. Sook, as I like to call her. She approved that. No,
1: she has not approved that <laughs> yet. But I was like, "Do you mind if I call you?" Ja-? No, Jacqueline. It's Jacqueline. Yeah, it's not Jackie. It's not Jack. It's no, not it's Jack- Jacqueline. Jacqueline, yes or no? Yeah, yeah. But her
0: last name
1: has <clears throat> Sooklis. Is Sooklis,
0: and I'm like, I can call her Sook. That yeah, yeah. or yeah. SAI because it's TSI. Probably not. Probably Sook. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> Sook. It's all Greek to you, John. It nonetheless. Well, hey, nonetheless.
1: Well played. Um,
0: yeah, so um, you know, so we're gonna create this content. Then hopefully, Sook mm-hmm. will do a great job of chopping it up, getting it up on the TikTok, on our Instagram, on the TikTok, on the TikTok, Jeez yes, Christ. on the TikTok, Facebook, you know, where it all goes.
1: It's cause you all look goes. like honestly your outfit shout out because you do have big arms, but you look like the cover of like Step Brothers or some shit.
0: I nerded out, didn't I? <laughs>
1: Never seen the movie because Will Ferrell's not funny to me, but I hear he, people make him laugh or something. People make Will Ferrell whatever laugh, the Will other Ferrell makes ex- them laugh. Yeah, but he's not wrong demographic.
0: I like me some some Will Ferrell.
1: Really? Yeah. Yep. Well, look. But like yeah,
0: I, I I totally nerded out today. <laughs> I went
1: like for the smart look. You did. This was the smart look. I went for it. Yeah, you ain't miss either. Number one way for homebuyers to avoid these five mistakes is just like that. Realtor. That's what it says on your card. Is it your does job? say
0: Realtor. Yeah. Yes. The number one mistake that home buyers make, and I've seen this for 20 years now, is A, not willing to hire the services of a professional real estate agent or hiring the wrong real estate agent. Okay. Buying a house for me is not a DYI project. This is not a do it yourself. It makes no sense. Like, yes, I know you can start online. I 100% know that you can start online. I know that you can walk into a builder's subdivision and talk to the sales agent. I know that you can walk into an open house and talk to the person who's there. But I don't think it's advisable for someone to do it themselves. And this is going to be interesting to follow as those lawsuits that are currently transpiring, where ex clients of real estate agents are suing based on their commission practices and the outcome of these lawsuits could upend the way that real estate has transacted for the past almost 100 years. But traditionally, when you're buying a house, you are not quote unquote paying for the realtor's commission. Okay. That commission is already baked into the purchase price, meaning the seller is going to sell their home for a certain price and contractually, they then are going to pay their agent, some commission and they're going to pay the agent who brings the buyer some commission. So going at it yourself has always been a big mistake. I'm like, cause you're not going to get a better price. In my opinion, doing it yourself. I don't think the consumer at at large understands everything that goes into negotiating a contract, everything that goes into the process from being pre-qualified to doing home inspections, to doing walkthroughs to, to actually closing and then changing over their utilities and figuring out the logistics of moving out of one place into the next place. Like, I don't think that, that they are experienced as no, enough as a whole to go at it alone. So, I'm pretty convinced that nine out of 10 aren't gonna get a better price doing it themselves. So, all of a sudden, it's like, look, under the current setup, it doesn't make any sense to do it yourself. So, when I'm looking at the biggest mistake a home buyer makes, it's because they don't go in and contract. The services of a professional to help them navigate the process of not just finding the houses, but then negotiating the offers, right? Finding the houses. But what if you're one of five offers? What are you going to do or say that's going to allow your offer to be one of the top two, not one of the top five?
1: No, I'll just offer more money and I'll go right to the top.
0: Possibly. Yeah. But then it's like that defeats the purpose. Like you were doing it yourself, but now you paid more for the house. You're doing it yourself. Now, all of a sudden, you're paying a portion of the seller's closing cost, and you had no idea because you don't even understand, A, what closing costs are, or B, what's common and customary in your market. So you very well could have set yourself up to be taken advantage of, or you set yourself up, maybe you signed a contract that was written by the seller or the seller's agent that has you doing things in a timeline that just aren't feasible three-day for a home inspection, five-day for an appraisal, seven days for a loan approval. All those are doable, but that's a time frame that is definitely sped up. And if you're a novice and you're trying to save money because you didn't want to hire a real estate agent, that's just not advisable. So the very first mistake that I see people make, especially when buying a house, we're talking about buying a house, is not hiring a real estate agent. The second one, is hiring the wrong real estate agent, mm. and I could potentially argue that they could be flip flopped. That maybe you need to hire a real estate agent, but you don't hire the right one. But because you have to understand what are they doing for you. If all they're doing for you is giving you access to a house because they have the lockbox code, cha ching. You know they have access to MLS, cha ching. Yeah, no, not cha ching. <laughs> like, like <laughs> what are you what are you spending your money on? Because yeah, right. at the end of the day. That person is going to earn five, eight, fifteen thousand dollars on your transaction. And it needs to be more than just showing up to walk you through, right? They should be acting as a concierge for you. They should have experience. And if they don't have experience, because maybe it's your best friend's sister and you you want to trust your best friend's sister, then your best friend's sister who just got her license and is just starting out, better have a badass team behind her. So you're trusting your best friend's sister, not because of her experience, but because she has access to this team. And collectively, that team's going to help her negotiate on your behalf. That team's going to help you make sure that your offer gets uh, put to the top. The team's going to make sure that you have the right inspector and that you understand how to renegotiate a contract when and if it needs to be done. And you you have a system in place to make sure that you have utilities turned on, your, your locks changed, and... The movers are coordinated appropriately with your closing date all before you do your walkthrough. Like these are things that a great realtors or great real estate offices are doing. When I'm looking at what are some common mistakes that homebuyers are making, it's kind of twofold. A, many don't want to hire a realtor because they don't understand how realtors get paid currently. And I'm throwing that caveat out there because it could change in two or three years. Um, it could change as quick as six months from now. I doubt it. Right, These lawsuits that I've, I've alluded to, and we've done a couple episodes on these lawsuits, they're going to take years to be litigated due to appeals and everything else. But nonetheless, you need to use a realtor and then need to use the right realtor, right? Not just any realtor, the right realtor. Like you wouldn't hire just any heart surgeon. You wouldn't hire just any dentist. You wouldn't hire just any attorney if you are actually litigating something serious, Besides, like, you know, John, that one time that you got locked up for stealing a pack of gum. Never locked up. They never caught me. Okay. Well, good for you, then. (laughs) Come on, man. Good for you. It must be because you were camo. Did
1: you know, factoid, back in the day, if you lined the inside of a Macy's paper bag with tinfoil back in the day, you could walk in and the sensors would never go off. Like, if you went to, like, FYI for your, FYE for your entertainment or Best Buy back in the day when they put their little sensors on top, you're welcome. Well, John, I learned something new about you. Um, and I learned something new about. That's uh, why I don't steal now because I got away with it so much as a youth. It's like all right, I you know let me hedge my bets.
0: <laughs> Very good. Um, so that's that's common mistake number one. Has nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with Macy's bags these, and tinfoil. Oh yeah, you're right. And aliens. Wow, I knew you were gonna don't get with aliens. aliens. You get me with tinfoil. I'm thinking <laughs> aliens. Okay? Right. okay. That probably comes from uh, the the TV show Better Ask Saul. But here we go. Better. Number two. Okay. Yeah. Number two. Legitimately, and I'm not saying this because I am a lender. I'm saying this because I believe it. The number two most common mistake that a home buyer makes is they don't have the right realtor.
1: Oops. Lender, lender, lender. I
0: dog it. That's fine. Yeah, the number two. They don't have the right Start lender. over
1: so I can get the real properly and I don't edit it. All right, so start right now. The number two reason is... L- oh, you want me to do that for a Yeah, because right I can start the real so I don't have to edit it, okay. it and be so choppy. The
0: number two most common mistake home buyers make mm-hmm. is not having the right lender, the right lender. At the end of the day, I will tell you this cause I am a lender. We all go and get our money from the same people. We all delivered your loan into the same secondary market. So the actual secret sauce isn't that secret in terms of how loans are manufactured. Sure. Some people can do them for a little bit cheaper than others. Some of them try to make more money in terms of gross revenue on your loan. And some people are willing to do it for a little bit less money. But at the end of the day, we all go and borrow our money from the same places and we all deliver our loans to the same places. Meaning it's the same with some small variances. But there's no such thing as a one size fits all mortgage. Mortgages must be tailor-made to match your financial needs, wants and goals. But if you're working with a lender who again is either inexperienced without a team behind them, I don't mind people being inexperienced. I was once inexperienced. We all have to start somewhere. But it's all about who is that team behind you? What are the resources that this person has? What technologies are they leveraging? But if you're working with a lender who is just an order taker, you may very well be qualified for a loan and end up getting the wrong loan. An example that I would see, you called that 1-800 number because they advertise on your favorite sports programming. And you're like, yep, click button, get mortgage. I'm going to do that. And all of a sudden you are obtaining an interest rate of 5.99% when the going rate is 7% and you're paying $12,000 in order to to do so on a home that you've already told your lender and your realtor, you don't anticipate owning for more than three years. You probably got the wrong loan because you paid 12 grand in order to save 300 bucks a month at which point your break even on that is four years, but you're only going to live in the home for three years. And that's just an example of how someone could end up with the wrong loan. Sure, you qualified, but you qualified for the wrong loan. So too many times the consumer just doesn't understand that all the mortgages is a financial instrument used to help someone acquire real estate. And it's structured, leveraged debt, to use like a really sexy sounding terminology that maybe is only talked about at like Wharton School of Businesses when they're thinking of like hedge funds. But no, the consumer very much, when they're looking to buy their primary home, they're leveraging debt to acquire real estate. And that, that debt needs to be structured in a manner that matches their financial needs, wants, and goals, that there is no one size fits all mortgage. But a good lender can do that. A not good lender doesn't even know how to do that. And then you start talking about what to, what are other things good lenders do. Good lenders more than likely can introduce you to really good insurance agents. Like really good, not just insurance agents who pick up the phone every time they call, but they, they understand insurance the same way that lender understands lending. And they can make sure that you have the proper insurance for the home that you're buying. A really good lender helps you get your offer accepted because they have a good reputation in your marketplace. Because they pick up the phone and they call the listing agent, and introduce themselves. A really good lender probably shows up on social. They probably show up online, which is going to put the seller and the buyer's and the seller's agent at ease when maybe they're not familiar with your lender, but they could easily do a little bit of online stalking and see, oh, that's who she is, or that's who he is. Oh, that's the type of content they they create, right? But like not having a good lender, not only could you end up with the wrong mortgage, which could cost you thousands, but it may also cost you your house, because in a competitive market, like we're getting ready to enter into and there's multiple offers, if your lender is unknown or your lender is not responsive, then why would a seller and a seller's agent ever put your offer at the top? Unless you're willing to pay the highest price. At which point, anything in life I have found has a price. But then the wrong lender is now costing you three to $5,000 in purchase price. So this mortgage... For this house that you think you'll own for probably three to five years, you could have obtained the wrong loan, which ended up costing you two grand over the course of five years. But you may have also offered yourself, you you prevented yourself room to negotiate. So now you paid five grand more for the house than you could have had you been working with a lender that maybe was known that had a good reputation in the marketplace who did things like reach out to the listing agent, introduce themselves, but also advocate on behalf of your offer. So there's a big difference between a good lender an average lender and a bad lender. And it matters to the consumer, but I don't think enough people do a good enough job of explaining that to them. You know, same thing when I talked about realtors, like that's the normal mistake is a not having a realtor or having the wrong realtor. You'll know, please know this with your realtor, just like with your lender. Like you can sit down and talk to them about, well, what, what are you making? And what am I getting in, in return for your charges? Right, you should ask your realtors that. What what are you giving to me in terms of services and what am I paying you? And if any agent ever said, Oh, you don't have to pay me because the seller does, y'all, come on. We all know that's built into your sales price. So there is something that is being paid. It might not be being paid to buy you directly to your realtor, but it very well is being paid by the seller which means it's worked into the sales price because that seller has a certain dollar that they're looking to net when they sell the home. So, you know, all of us, lenders and realtors are making money to assist the consumer. There's nothing wrong with them making money. They should make money, especially if they're really good. They should make a lot of money for being really good. But if they're making money, uh, that you should want to know as a consumer, well, what am I getting in return? Um, so you should be willing to have those discussions and those conversations. And just like you may want to try to negotiate with your lender, you can also try to negotiate with your realtor. Okay. Number three, common mistake I see home buyers make. Y'all stop listening to your parents. This is not your parents' house. I'm not saying your parents aren't good role models that they can't give you guidance that they don't have experience. I'm sure they do. They have experience. They can give you some guidance and they're probably phenomenal role models. But this is not their house, and this is not their decision. This is your decision. So you need to make the decision for what's best for you, and then you need to live with that decision.
1: But my mom said. This isn't your mom's generation. I know, but my dad had told me this This isn't your mom's
0: career. This isn't your your dad's house to live in. Like, cool, look to them for guidance. But at the end of the day, this is not their house. (laughs) This is your house. And if you're buying a house, you must be a grown-ass adult. And at some point as a grown-ass adult, like do your due diligence, but I'm not saying your parents have all the answers, right? You may have friends that are a little more attuned to today's market, to how things operate in today's world. Cause your parents might not have bought a house for 20 years, maybe even 30 years. So in general, I'm not saying, look, I am a parent. I sure as hell hope my kids come to me for some of my guidance. But at the end of the day, they have to do their own research and make their own decision. So that's something that I see happen far too often where the parents are interjecting and the parents are trying to, you know, Oh, you're gonna, you're going to have this house for 20 or 30 years. You know no, why they do not. that? Cause
1: I needed to get my parents on the damn cosign to even get the damn house. So they basically own it half and half. So I got to listen to them. Dustin. Hey John, you know what? If that's your situation, then
0: you definitely sleep in a different bed, right? So congratulations, you have parents who are willing to do that for you. In return, yeah, you may have to give mom and dad a say,
1: right? That's, that's a little bit
0: of give yeah, and take. and
1: that they got the, how do they get the primary suite? And I got the Jack and Joe with my wife. That don't make no sense. No. <laughs> but
0: no, I'm, I'm talking yeah. more about those homebuyers out there where, you know, look, my dad worked for the same company for 47 years, right? Like my my father-in-law, 30 years, they did so because they thought they were getting a pension. They just took, that's what people did back then. Right. That's not what people do today. I don't know. Right. So the home buying decision and more, more importantly, the, the consumer psyche of today is way different than it was. I mean, when, when our parents were buying houses, there was no internet, there was no remote working.
1: That sounds outrageous. That is outrageous. No, I I right? Right, right.
0: And then, I mean, hell, there was no cable TV when my parents bought their first house. Now I'm a little older than, than first time home buyers. Right, first-time homebuyer on average thirty-three years of age, and I have about twelve. You know, I have, I have about twelve years on. When that. I
1: grew up, the TV we had in the living room sat on the floor and was also a piece of furniture. Yes. So kids don't even know what the they, hell that's about.
0: Yes. <laughs> All right. So, um, so yeah, that's number three. I kind of alluded to the common mistake number four, mm-hmm. but here's a common mistake number four. This is. is not your forever house. Think about that. This is not your forever house. Quit looking at this like it's a forever decision. In fact, your mortgage may be a decision that lasts you for nine to 15 months before you're getting a new mortgage because rates more than likely are going to fall. And you may want to take advantage of that and refinance the home that you buy. Gosh, on average, seven years on average, that means some of you are going to sell this house in three to five years. Others it's going to be closer to, to eight to 10. Rarely, rarely are people owning one piece of real estate for greater than 12 to 15 that's years. That's eons. Rarely.
1: That's eons in today's Yeah, age. so
0: please quit looking at this like it's a 20 or 30 year decision or a forever decision. It's a right now decision. It's typically a three to five year decision with seven being the, the, the top tier, right? Selling a home after three years, that's kind of like pretty quick. But for you to sell your house after seven, nah, man, that's pretty normal. After five, yep, no one's going to question that decision either. So that would be common mistake number four. And then finally, common mistake number five that I see home buyers make over and over again. And I see it as a home seller. So, as a home seller, where my company is selling 30, 40 homes retail per year. Now, we sell some that are wholesale that you'll never see because they don't ever hit the MLS. But if it's retail, that means we bought it, we fixed it, it looks pretty. We have to take this into account because y'all, as home buyers, You cannot get past the aesthetics, right? I, a realtor could show a home buyer house, the perfect neighborhood in the cul-de-sac with no neighbors in front of them in the perfect school system, the, the right layout, the right square footage, the, the number of garages they needed. I hate the crown molding. Can't do it. If they cannot get past the color of the paint on the walls, if they can't get past the fact that there's weeds all throughout the, the, the flower beds, and that there's old, crappy vinyl flooring, whatever the case may be, they don't make an offer? They don't make an offer. I'm like, y'all, offer something. Even if you offered $10,000 less, or even if you offered what they wanted, but then you turned around and say, I want a $20,000 allowance so that I can recarpet the place, or you want $15,000 to cover your closing costs, wherever the case may be, offer something, but... It's a very common mistake. Home buyers cannot get past that curb appeal, which is why a good realtor will sit down with a seller and say, look, your house is worth X, but if it doesn't look like this and show them a picture of a house that's really clean and updated, I probably can't get you X. I can probably only get you Y. And then as a seller, you have to make the decision, do I want to go drop the money? Listen to my realtor, who by the way, is who I hired to be the, the, the expert. So I would say, yes, listen to the realtor. And that would sometimes require people to have their house pressure washed, repainted, have some of the landscaping ripped out and just some basic landscaping put back in mm-hmm. and then go in the inside and paint everything a neutral color, possibly even rip up the, the crazy flooring that you had put in mm-hmm. and put something down that's neutral, right? Sellers are doing that in many markets. But if you're a buyer, that's your opportunity to negotiate a deal if you can just wrap your simpleton brain around the fact that this house has everything you want it just needs some some lipstick. It needs some makeup.
1: I love everything about it except that patch of yellow grass in the back. Can't make an offer.
0: Yes, you would be <laughs> amazed. You would absolutely be amazed at some of the decisions that that, that are you made. No,
1: Dustin, I don't think in today's day and age I would be am- I would be amazed by any level of ignorance, shall we say, by.
0: And by the way, please don't say in today's day and age. That's one thing that bothers me.
1: Today's day and age? Oh, wow. It's gotten gotten worse. It has not gotten worse. Are you serious? I would
0: want you to show me, before I ever even believe you. Oh, my goodness. I want you to get me some kind of statistical analysis. Oh, don't hit me. On the way things were versus the way things are.
1: Maybe it's just my lizard brain. Is there
0: more crime today or less crime today? Oh, I'm
1: not talking about crime. I'm I'm just talking about quality programming, like Mr. Wizard, Bill Nye the Science Guy, um, Beekman's World for my nerds out there.
0: All right. Sopranos. Never saw them. Okay. It's a classic. I know. Okay. It was one of the best, Mm. most.
1: Watched, downloaded, whatever, at the time. Yep. DVD
0: sold at the time. 1999 was was when it premiered. Does not age well. Okay. It ran all the way through about 2005. Yep. I'm watching it right now with my wife. Horrible. It's still a good show, but, Mm. but, no. It is not as good as the programming that is done today. The programming done today is better. Period. You, you like story. in
1: Yellowstone and them long drone, them drone no, shots with Kevin no, Costner. It just,
0: it's just everything about even the dialogue, even some right. of the writing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like the storyline still the storyline and it's still good. And, um, you know, it had some phenomenal actors and actresses in, in the show. But the quality just from 20 years ago. So, no, I don't buy into that. In fact, I get offended when people are like, oh, Gosh. The world's not getting any uh, better. Oh, not getting no better. I'm like, ah, I don't know. I'm not going to believe you. You're going to have to actually make your case. Yeah. I'm not letting you just make a blanket statement without
1: any type of evidence to back it up, because I don't think that's true. You sound like my wife, and I have no evidence for you, honey. I just know that's not what you said yesterday.
0: And I have a friend who studies <laughs> sociology, and he can show some some crime statistics, because. God only knows people are like, oh, Chicago. Right, 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 right. Oh, good luck going there. I'm like, well, wait a minute. What are we comparing it to? Because mm-hmm. it's actually, statistically, mm-hmm. now the the naysayers and the conspiracy theorists like you, John, are going to then <laughs> start talking about how, you know, the statistics are being padded and things are being brushed underneath the rug. Did and- you
1: know that there was no such peanut butter as Jiffy? It was just Jiff. Until when? Forever. There was no jiffy peanut butter with uh J and the look let it was always Jif. J I F. You're welcome. Dive down the rabbit hole, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Hey, I guess on that note, yeah. we yeah. have to yeah. find a yeah. way to wrap this right? shit. But you up, know what I'm we? talking about though, right? Jif peanut butter? Yeah. It's J- you thought it was Jiffy, like Jiffy. <laughs> Jif. You made me cough again. It's that's three times I... in one episode. I Holy know. Cow. No, but that was that was, honestly, that's that's really insightful shit that you said, Dustin. <laughs> All five things. I can re-memorize them. I can re-memorize them. Number one, make sure you have the right realtor and a good realtor or something. Yes. Number two, make sure you have the right lender and a good lender or something. Don't listen to your parents because they're old and on geriatrics. Number four. Fuck. And this is where I got caught up when I got called out in class. Uh, number four.
0: How long are you going to live there for?
1: How long are you going to live? Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to give me a hint. You just gave me the answer. Perfect, teacher. Number five this isn't help me
0: think painting carpets
1: oh yeah you can like clean up that patch of dead grass in the front yard so don't get over it
0: there you go john (laughs) one of these days one of these days we're gonna turn you in to just a walking talking advisor you know what's scary and and hilarious
1: i probably know more after 400 episodes i probably know more than most lenders and realtors combined that are actually licensed that should scare the shit out of people.
0: I would not even argue that. I wouldn't argue that. A, you know a lot, and B, that shouldn't scare people. Doesn't make
1: doesn't make me good.
0: But I also know that you probably play off how much you know.
1: Oh, I play hell stupid. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: easier that way.
1: All right, this well, is you, this is fun for me, Dustin.
0: Yeah, I, I hope people enjoyed listening and tuning. This was a lighthearted episode, right? But I felt like it's you know. 2024 new year new me there's new studio there's new people there's new people there's people are going to be getting their their income tax refund check there's people who didn't buy last year that really want to buy a home Mm -hmm. the millennial generation they're chomping at the bit so this episode it was for them right these are the five things we could probably chop off the 20 minutes at the in the front and the five minutes in the back false but uh that's what makes
1: us us all
0: right that's what makes us us if you like us you like what we're doing share us Tell not one, not two, but three people to tune in. We have over 400 episodes. You can find them on YouTube, you can find them on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere that you tune in to audio podcast. You can follow us on social. That's Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at the Lone Officer Podcast. We're on LinkedIn both as the Lone Officer Podcast, and you can connect with me individually on LinkedIn. First name Dustin, last name Owen. His name is John Coleman. My name is Dustin Owen. That is all the time we have for you today. But we do look forward to catching you in the next episode.